Hello, welcome to the Inspiranta Education Podcast, where we discuss different topics pertaining to education and career goals, including interviews of different people and discussions about different events occurring in the world today. My name is Arnold Dixon. I am one of the co-founders and co-presidents of Inspiranta Education. I'm a 16-year-old rising junior at Lumberg High School. I have a deep passion for computer science, as I hope to contribute my future studies in that field. I'm an active member of the Lumberg varsity Lincoln Douglas team and the Lindbergh FTC Robotics team. I am keen on giving back to my community, as I've given rise to multiple nonprofit organizations oriented around helping the community around me. Hello, my name is Arnav Dixit, and welcome to the Inspirante podcast. Today, our guest is Karan Bhatia from the graduating class of 2018 at UIUC. Current went to Cupertino High School in California as part of the class of 2014, and currently he works at Salesforce. Welcome, Kern, and we're glad to have you on the show. Thanks, Arnav. Glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, so how's your quarantine been going so far? Uh, you know, it's, it's not bad. Uh, there are definitely ups and downs, I would say. Um, in the beginning, I kind of thought, oh, this is a nice little break. Uh, got it. I can get in shape a little bit and then, you know, like have a, have an amazing summer. Uh, I guess, uh, I was, a lot of us were really, were wrong about that. And now, you know, I'm learning to live, uh, with the new normal sometimes going out to eat, you know, uh, I'm, I'm back in the city. I was, I was home in Cupertino for a bit and then now I'm back in SF. Yeah, how's it like in the city? Do you like just stay home a lot or do you like often go out and like with your friends or whatever? Yeah, so I would say I I try to do something uh, once a week, like on Saturday. Um, and I pretty much have a bubble. I only have like a few friends I hang out with um, at the max, like between five and 10, depending on who's in town. Um, and I, I just only see those people. Um, aside from like family once in a while. And then uh, if I, if I'm seeing family, I'll like, I won't see people for a bit and maybe get tested. Uh, all sorts of like arrangements, depending on what's going on. Oh, yeah. So you definitely have like gotten used to it a little bit more. Yeah. I, I wish I could see people more and I, I might try to see people more within the bubble or whatever, but yeah, like, and the gym is open now. The climbing gym is open now. Um, like, my, my roommate, he's a big climber and he's been going, he's, he went for the first time again uh, after a long time. So like things are opening and like I've heard there's comedy shows um, like that are outside and there's a, like a million restaurants open. So like definitely like as long as you're safe about it um, and you're like taking care of your precautions, like a lot of things are open. You can have a, a nice life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like a lot of like, uh like outside of like the home like a lot of like adjustments have been made but the problem is like at least like what i see is that like covid cases continue to rise and like i don't know like when the situation will like genuinely get better yeah so um i do want to say california is doing a really good job i i feel in um in like mitigating the amount of cases and i was talking to a friend uh from germany uh and he was telling me like yeah you know um like California is doing better right now. And for the longest time in the summer, we always thought that, oh, okay, Europe has got it under control and the US is really bad at controlling the virus. But now it's kind of like, oh, California is doing fine. People are doing a lot of the things that they could do before and uh, Europe is going into lockdown. 
So, and obviously the middle of the country is, um, does have a lot of cases and they are rising in California too, but I don't know, right? Where we are in the Bay Area, it's not as, I wouldn't yeah, say yeah, it's, it's as It's bad. definitely like better here than like compared to the other like states. Uh, so anyways, what was your major in college? Yeah, so my major is uh, was statistics and computer science. It's it's actually not two majors. It's it's called it's one major called statistics and computer science. Oh, okay. And so you didn't double major then? Yeah, no, it's not a double major. Uh, it's it's called the dual major, and you basically uh, learn the basis of statistics and the basis of CS, and then your electives are both of those classes they're like they're data science classes was it just specified to your college or just like in general it's out there so this is a specific major that was at um the university of illinois um the university of illinois has a lot of these majors now i think they had a cs plus chem at the time when i was there a math in cs a uh, astronomy in cs and they, they might have added an econ plus cs too like there's a lot of cool ones okay okay yeah um, where'd your inspiration for like these specific like topics come from? Like why did he choose specifically the combination of CS and stats? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, huh, that's interesting. So in general, uh, going, growing up in Cupertino, I've always been interested in computer science. Um, and a lot of my, uh, a lot of my family is also, um, in the tech industry and, um, yeah, like. I remember watching, uh, I, th- I think it was eighth grade. I remember watching like Steve Jobs, like introduce push notifications or something like that. Um, I, I hope I'm getting the timings right. But anyway, so I remember watching the push notification keynote and like understanding like, oh, so people like are developing apps and they're using uh, these new features. And I just found it crazy to think that you could build an app. And I remember trying to like learn how to build an app in like ninth grade and like absolutely hating it and thinking, Oh, this is so hard. Um, and I didn't really learn how to like program properly until I took a AP computer science. Um, but once I took that, I was like, well, okay, this stuff, this stuff is like, this makes sense. It's, it's really cool. You can do a lot of stuff with it. And it's like a great career. Um, which is why I decided to apply computer science everywhere. Um, and then I happened, um, I happened to get, I applied to CS at UIUC and I applied statistics and CS as my second choice. And I got in early for statistics and CS. Uh, and I was thinking to myself, oh, I mean, that's, that's fine with me. You know, I wasn't like bummed out about not getting into CS. And uh, stats and CS actually was kind of better in my view, because like I got to be in the LES school, I had some a little more um, liberal arts and sciences requirements and less uh, hard science requirements like physics. Uh, so that was, uh, it was fine with me. And I got to learn statistics, which I think in a, a data science, um, there's a huge data science industry that's out there right now. And like, it's a good background to have, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for me, like I'm also interested in CS, uh and like I kind of awesome. got that like yeah I kind of got that like from like just one internship I did in ninth grade but like similarly like to you like it's kind of like hard right to like get any like industry experience without like knowing anything in high school right like you had to take ACS yeah. right exactly yeah yeah so did you um 
So how, what internship did you do? Yeah, yeah. Ninth grade, I just did some testing internship, like regarding, uh, like web testing, basically on um their on my company's UI, in which we oh, sure. see, yeah, in which we'd basically like see like how um drone security works, how the UI is working, how accurate it is. It was pretty basic in my eyes, but like, yeah, like I didn't, I still don't like know much. I'm in an intro to CS class. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so you did take intro to CS or you haven't? I'm taking it right now. I'm taking APCS oh, next year. Oh, nice. How are you enjoying it though? Like intro to CS? Um, it's okay. We're learning Python right now. Um, okay. they In my school, right, in Lindbrook, they transition to Java later on in the year, which is oh. the APCS curriculum. Got it. So then does that mean like, uh, so are you just writing scripts right now or? Uh, no, you... we're like learning the basics of programming, like functions, uh, for loops, while loops, if statements, like pretty much oh, the okay. basics, the backbone. Nice. But then like, um, are you, you're just doing like Python, like you're running Python X and then it'll, it'll just like run some small commands, like print some things out. Oh no, or... like how we study in the class. Like what kind of programs are you writing? Oh uh, yeah, like we do like small exercises, right? Like where um, there's an online textbook we have because like obviously like we're like learning online, right? So like, yeah. have you heard of RuneStone? RuneStone, no, what's that? Yeah, it's like some interactive textbook sort of like website in which they have like articles and like um, chapters about like specific concepts, right? And then oh, okay. there's like this sort of exercise practice type of thing in which you um in which to give a problem right and then like you just solve it like for example oh. like write a function that um returns two-thirds times like one right like that's a very oh, basic so example but like oh you do wait so that. is this like code academy or like i've uh, never used code academy jupyter notebook or something yeah I've, I've never used those interesting okay no that's cool though that's cool yeah 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 i mean like my, my question sort of was that like how do you like specifically like go into like a um, deeper industrial experience or like sure. research experience in high school, like given like that you don't have much like CS knowledge? Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Um, so that's a good question. So I did a internship at Open Networking Lab um, after my junior year. Uh, and that was like this cool lab that was like an offshoot of Stanford. Um, and they're like, uh, there are a lot of people working there and they wanted people to like pilot some of the software that they were creating. So uh, me and a couple of other interns got to do that. Uh, I would say in like getting internships like that, I, I had to go through um, like connections that my dad had, to be honest, like uh, he works in networking and he was able to like find someone who was willing to hire high school interns. Like, um, yeah, like hiring a high school intern is kind of more, just like, oh, okay, like, uh, oh, like maybe we can find something to do for like these people. Um, I'm trying to think though, like, see, if you're, if you're someone who is like in high school has learned a bit about programming, well, one option I think to get some really cool experience is just like doing a project you're inter interested in over like a summer. Uh, and getting like a couple friends involved too, uh, if you can, that's one idea that I would have. Um, a lot of my friends 
right now. Uh, given like my friends are all, most of them have graduated college now. Um, a lot of them are working on like doing data science that has to do with trading uh, and like making decisions um, on like what kind of trades to do in the stock market. But to answer your question, getting an internship in high school. So I would just say like, find, here's a couple things I would think think about. Find um, people that you would want to work under. So like maybe a professor at Stanford or a professor at SCU or San Jose State that you think does really cool, um, does really cool research and ask them, hey, like, can I work under you this summer? Is uh, I've been like looking into some of these things that you're um, working on and I'd love to maybe help you out. And maybe they need someone to write, write scripts for them or like to do some um, like ETL work. Uh, I'm trying to think what, what else would you do? And maybe they do the same thing for companies, but also, Hmm. That's a good question. I gotta, I gotta think about it, but yeah, like cold emailing people uh, and seeing if they're willing to, to have you on. Like, I don't know. There's a famous, there's a few famous stories of like, like CEOs calling up like companies and saying, Hey, I want to work for you or whatever. Um, in this day and age, it's like, I don't know if you'll get taken seriously, but like you, you should try. You should always email people and see like if they're willing to, have you also if i'm being honest like working on a robotics team is a good way of getting experience too yeah like robotics I'm, oh yeah you are yeah i'm on a robotics team in my school are you do you guys what do you do there you um like, i'm on i'm in the ftc team it's like a smaller division of like robot were you in robotics no i wasn't but like okay, i feel yeah. bad so, about not being in it now yeah yeah ftc is basically like this sort of small like sort of division in which you have a team of like 10 people per like school or like out of school. Right. And then yeah. um, there's some challenge you get like every year and there are competitions that like revolve around like those challenges. So like um, there are games, right? Like there's like one yeah. game you have to build a robot to like achieve a goal in that game. And then you, mm. in the competition you have like um, four, uh, like this is like last year, right? Like you have four robots all in one, like sort of like, field right and then um they just like play against each other to like fulfill their task or whatever so got it yeah that's kind of hard to do like this year though because like it's yeah COVID and everything yeah but um uh, yeah about like this cold emailing thing like uh I feel like a lot of like students actually do that like now and I feel like it's like really effective oh it's effective yeah it's pretty effective like emailing like professors and using like connections yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Like just seeing if someone wants to like work with you or like someone needs some help is awesome. Especially if someone has like a startup or if you know someone uh, who's just starting like a small company, like people have, like people need like look hands, like extra hands to get things done. So I mean, yeah. 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 For sure. Um, yeah. Like for me, uh, I initially like started emailing some professors in like ninth grade, right? Like mm-hmm. I had no CS knowledge back then. So like, I didn't like end up pursuing anything, but like, yeah, I feel like this, like, I feel like professors can like help a lot. Yeah. And uh, if I want to say one more thing, like 
if you have like a goal in mind already or a project in mind, um, like for example, like this is just an idea I had, um, making a website that gives, uh, that gives like stock trading, uh, insights or gives like stock trading tips, right. Based on like some data science that you do in the back, um, in the back end, like, so if I already have something in mind, a clear picture of what I want, building it like is, is something that you'll like just figure out how to do. And then you'll learn all these things along with it, right? People, some people just need a project to learn a whole lot of new things, right? Because it's hard to just say like, oh, learn Java or learn Python. And then you're like, okay, well, where do I start? What should I do? Oh, should I do this Code Academy course or should I do this course at De Anza College or whatever? Um, but if you have like a goal in mind already, you'll just kind of learn whatever you need to learn to get it done anyway. Right. And that sets a good foundation for like you to learn other languages. Right. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. Just, oh yeah, for sure. I think that's um, great advice and like how to like get into the CS industry more for high schoolers who are not like really like well-known um, who don't like really know like CS. And definitely like find a mentor, you know, like someone who um, you can talk to about it. Uh, someone like maybe they're your dad or maybe your mom or someone who is a little bit older than you who, who's in college or just graduated. And you can talk to them about like some of the code that you're working on. I know your brother actually, uh, he just uh, graduated, right? And uh, yeah, he can definitely teach you some code. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he definitely can. But yeah, I think like in general, like that helps in um, uh, getting more experience. But yeah, thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, uh, did you participate in like any CS related clubs in high school that like spurred your interest? CS related clubs? Um, huh, that's a good question. I don't think so. I did, uh, I did attend some ID tech camps. Uh, earlier in high school. Do you know what that is? Oh, I've heard of them. I'm not too sure. No. Yeah. They're, they're just these, um, camps that are in, um, like they're at, they're held at universities for like a week. So you'll go like nine to five for a week and learn a particular language. And I remember taking a couple of those in the summers, uh, and they were just so fun. Like, and the reason why they're fun is like you would learn, um, how to code like a certain language, they would give you like a small project to do. And on top of that, when you were done or whenever you wanted to, you could just play video games on these computers and play them with other people. So like you would make friends with all the people around you and then you would play video games with them on this, these computers. And on top of that, you would learn a little bit about coding and you'd feel smart. So like, like it was just a really fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, was that like the only like CS related thing that you like kind of did in high school? Yeah. So I would say um, ID Tech Camp. Um, I took AP Computer Science in my junior year. Um, and that really was a big foundation for me. Uh, my teacher, uh, Mr. Ferrante, he was an excellent teacher. Um, and we like we really deep dived into Java. To be honest, like learning Java in 11th in like 11th grade then is like the foundation of like everything I know now. And I, I work in like code in Java for work now. Like, and that yeah, was so like you use like some of that maybe. Exactly. Like it was an yeah. amazing foundation. And 
I remember going to college and like the first class um, was like intro to computer science for computer science majors. And it was a breeze because of that. Did you have to take that? Science. I think I had to actually. Um, well, I think they encouraged it and they said, even though, like, even if you know the material, you should still take it because they want you to like learn the foundations the way um, like the department of CS wants you to learn it. So um, I just took it and yeah, it was just a nice confidence booster to be honest. Like, yeah, that like, you know, the material. Exactly. Like you're just like sitting in class and like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh, whatever. Uh, I will say though, that semester was um, that semester course was a semester and this was a year. Right. So like, and this was like a, a year long hard like course in high school. Honestly, a lot of, a lot of high school was really tough. And uh, like, it was honestly a little bit tougher than my junior year and senior year were a little bit tougher than my freshman year at college, to be honest. Right, of, and of high school? My junior and senior year of high school were okay, probably okay. harder than my uh, freshman year of college, yeah. Yeah, wait, in senior year, like, is it, isn't like second semester like kind of easy? I mean, I was taking AP physics. Oh, uh, okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's supposed to be easy, but like, I, I don't know if I enjoyed the easy senior year. Yeah. I mean, like, you don't like really have an incentive to like get super like good grades, right? Cause you, by then you're yeah. already like, know like what college you're going into and all. Yeah. But you're in like the habit, right? Of like working like, oh, and, and, okay. and you can't just like not do anything. Like imagine if you're in like, like all these AP classes and you just like stop studying. You can't do that. You have to like, you have to at least like, get b's or c's or whatever yeah yeah obviously like that's a challenge too i don't know maybe maybe it's uh easier for some people yeah yeah. that wasn't the case for me some people like definitely like do say that so i can see why it's hard if you're taking like a lot of ap's i remember some people were like oh yeah i don't care about school anymore and they were they were like reeling when they got like c's and they were like oh is is this school gonna kick me out when they see these grades it's like all right whatever like yeah, yeah, it's definitely insane. Like, at least, like, a lot of, like, um, senior friends I had, like, last year, like, they had that same, like, mentality of, like, oh, um, you know, I'm, like, going to this college, right? So, like, I'm going to, like, slack an AP chem, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, okay, uh, another thing I would say is, like, you should be taking courses to learn, um, not to, uh, like, not to take it to look good. Like, yeah, yeah. take something to be interested in it, right? Like, if you're like if you're taking AP Chem because it's like a hard AP, but you're not interested in chemistry, then like, like really like, just go take the classes you're interested in, and then go be a superstar in whatever like extracurriculars that you want to do. You know, like, like show your like worth in like the way, uh, like in the way that actually you're passionate about. Uh, maybe this is bad college advice. I don't know, but like no, but like I, in like, a lot I just of remember. I feel yeah. like that is like some needed advice because like in like my school, right, Lindbrook, um, like people take APs just to like, I feel like a lot of people take APs just like for the heck of it and like just to look good for college. And, you know, like that, I think that also poses a learning curve for them because if they're not interested, they don't want to learn the material. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like if you're not interested, you're not going to want to learn it. Um, is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. Um, 
No, not me. That like I was talking about a friend who took AP Chem, but like that, I'd say that was kind of the case for me last year too, because I took Chem honors, right? And like I hate uh. chemistry, and <laughs> I didn't like do so well in that class initially because like I just didn't care and I didn't want to learn like the material. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't know, cause like I was thinking about uh, AP US history. Uh, oh man, I'm in that. that right now. Oh, you're in that? Yeah, dude. I loved that class, man. Same, like, yeah. Oh, dude, it's like the best. Like, I I would read the textbook like Time Magazine. You know, like it was just fun to read. You know, um, and I just keep thinking like, oh, I should just buy that textbook and just like put it. Yeah, in my yeah. Life. Wait, yeah. I like. I genuinely like like learning about like U.S. history. Like in fifth grade, we learned about it for a bit. In eighth grade, and like, in those units, like I just loved learning about like slavery, for example, or like um yeah just like in general I just love U.S. history and like this yeah. year I feel it's it's a hard class though in general right like mm-hmm. I have it online so it's like pretty easy but like how is it like in like real life oh what do you mean uh like oh, how is it how hard is the class the class oh it was it was definitely very hard um I remember having trouble writing the essays to be honest like there was a format you had to follow and um yeah, there were like certain points and you kind of had to write, you had to like see like a bigger point uh, amongst like the facts. And I just like liked learning the facts. But yeah. there's, there's always like a, there's a much uh, uh, more important, like you have yeah, to yeah, I know what you're, I know what you're talking about. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, maybe you can help me out, but I don't remember. Yeah. This was like eight no, years No, that ago. makes sense. Yeah, that, that that's hard for a lot of like, even like, like that that's like our assessments right online and like that's the biggest way you can like do bad in the class and like get a lower grade yeah because like the multiple choice is like it's like well oh whatever like you just fill it in you (laughs) fill it in like oh yeah obviously this happened okay cool and then it's like the essays are like oh what was the meaning of like Abraham Lincoln doing X, Y, Z in this time, like, like what was the meaning of the Gettysburg Address and how is it like relevant in like today's time? And you're like, what? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just made a question up there. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know the um, answer to that. Yeah, it's like, it's tough in that sense. Like even like online. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All like other than CS clubs, did you participate in any, any like non-CS clubs in school? Yeah, definitely. I so I was a bit. I was really into um, CSF, California Scholarship Federation, and I was into DECA as well. Um, so start with DECA. So DECA was a club where it was just kind of starting out at Cupertino, and it was like I think the year um, above me in the like in two years um, above my grade also, they kind of started the club. And then like myself and then some friends um, in the year above were kind of like starting it up. And then we would try to, we tried to take the club from like a 30 person club to a 200 person club. And like, we did all these like promotions and marketing involved. Like, I think we, I really don't remember, but I, we might've promised pizza to like 200 people or something like that to show up. Uh, and like, it was just really fun um, making this like club, like 
a real club on campus, you know, something that like people uh, wanted to join. And it was like a nice way. I, I was kind of like trying to pad the resume and I was like, oh, you're going to give me an officer position? Sweet, I'll do it. And uh, that was when the club was uh, really small. And then we like built it up and made it a big, bigger club. Um, so that was cool. Uh, I didn't, I didn't really study for the competitions, to be honest, uh, as much as I should have. And the competitions were kind of just like a cool thing to go to. And you, you meet people from other schools. And it was, it was a nice, it was a nice club to be in, to be honest. And I learned a bit about treasury. I was a treasurer for one year. Um, and I understood like, oh, okay, this is how you handle money. And like, uh, you go to the bank and you do this or whatever, or you like talk to like various officials on campus that deal with money. I don't remember actually going to a bank, but I do remember carrying money around uh, to transfer it to places. Um, and then I was part of CSF. So with CSF, my main job was to find um, find volunteer opportunities for people to do. And then, uh, and that was my junior year. And then in my senior year, I, I was president. Um, I was co-president with one other person. And uh, the main thing I remember was in junior year, like I kept having to find volunteer opportunities. And what that meant was calling up, like calling up like food kitchens and all sorts of things like Christmas in the park. Uh, and I was like, hey, do you need volunteers? Like, I can send like 30 people on these days if like possible. And then like, like I would arrange that. And that was honestly a super, super stressful job. Um, eventually I started to get more help from the rest of my team, uh, which was awesome because that really like took a load off. Um, but like for the first semester, a lot of it, I remember just being super stressed out about that job. But I also thought like, okay, you know, I'm working really hard uh, and I'm actually like doing something good for other people because um, like by helping people arrange like volunteers and having like students at my school, like volunteer at things. By the way, this was like a 200 person club as well. Um, so getting this many people to volunteer and do like the, the number of hours they uh, were required to do by the club or whatever. I, I knew like, I was like, I was creating a big impact and I was very happy. Yeah. Like that. a genuine change. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like volunteering is honestly like really great. Like in the perspective that you're producing something or you're like helping other people and you actually gain, like you actually gain like a nice perspective and you like, you feel good about like, I feel good about like helping yourself. people. Exactly. Yeah. So it was nice. Yeah. Um, going back to DECA, did you start the club in freshman year or what grade were you in? So I didn't start the club. Um, some, uh, some people in the, uh, the grades above did. Um, but I, I was an officer my junior year. Oh, junior year. Okay. So yeah, that, so is that your, was that your first year in DECA? You know, I can't remember what I did sophomore year. Uh, I can't remember if I was in the club oh, yeah. or not. But it was it was much smaller club sophomore year. Yeah, like I noticed in Lindbergh, right? Like I think DECA is the most popular club in our school. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but like a lot of like challenges, like I noticed, is that like there's not much attention like given to like 
each student like who is who's like who are like basically struggling and um preparing for competitions or like new members um oh, back cool. when i did back when i was in the club i noticed that um did is that something you noticed in cupertino as well um you know maybe that was the case uh to be honest like i just remember like some people really cared a lot and they studied a lot and then some people were just like uh, there just just to be there and you get to go to a competitions and and like do all sorts of like cool stuff yeah and also do you know do you like use any business like related knowledge that you gained from deca in like your career or in the real world oh that's a really good question man okay so one thing that you kind of learn to do in DECA, in DECA competitions, is you kind of have to learn to make things up on the spot, right? Or they, like they give you a prompt um, or they give you like, they give you something like a case interview, right? And that actually helped me a lot in case interviews that I did in college to get into like, um, to get into this business club that I went to. Actually, in college, I was in, in this business club called um, Enactus, and it was, they had a case interview that was really similar to the cases uh, that you do at DECA. Like, they're, they're somewhat similar, right? And the thing is, case interviews are really important for, um, for when you're preparing to get, like, a role in consulting. So, like, if you want to work... Um, at uh, any of like the big four companies like the PWCs in the uh, Ernst and Youngs or whatever, or um, like the uh, the BCGs and the Baines and the McKinseys, like you have to know how to um, do case interviews. And uh, what you learn in DECA is like a really, really good start to that. So like, it's definitely not like, it's definitely not a bad thing to, to learn. Like the comp, doing the competitions in DECA are like a great starting point to like learn about business and like how to perform in interviews. Yeah. Also there are a variety of events, right? So like they, um, they typically, I'm guessing would generate a wide variety of skills you can use in everyday life and in any industry. Right. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about um, being able to present in front of a judge and being able to like, uh, to talk to someone and present a business idea. And those are really valuable skills anywhere. Yeah, for, uh, for sure. Um, relating to CSF, right? Um, yeah. Was it initially like a small club when you joined or did it um, gradually increase like what happened with DECA? Yeah, so CSF was a pretty established club already. Um, it always had a lot of members, to be honest. And um, yeah, it, just, it was... Uh, it was a really good opportunity to, to like, I just started going to a lot of volunteer events. And then after that, like, you know, you like, you talk to the officers, um, have them get to know you a little bit. And then, then you interview for the positions and, and like, All right, so it was more typical then, right? Yeah, it was very typical. I kind of also maybe got lucky in, in getting those in that position, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Uh, also, would you say that calling people like sort of like, helped in um like sort of like gave you any like tangible skills that you could use oh hmm, that's a good well okay so to be honest um yeah like being able to talk to strangers is a really good skill some people are really shy and talking to like let me give you an example i was i wanted to know um 
some information about like my bank account or something like that, right? Like if I wanted to know some information, I could just call up the bank and ask them, right? Or like call up like uh, this customer support number and being able to talk to people to get those things done or having like the execution skills to just like call someone up, say, hey, I need this information or I need to do this is really like valuable in life in general. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd say that, uh, especially with your job, right, you had to do it like a lot. So you probably got like accustomed to doing that. Yeah, yeah. Even like now in my in my job at Salesforce, I sometimes I have to work with um, technology or like systems that uh, other teams at Salesforce support. And I'm like, okay, like, how do I do X, Y, and Z? And I have to go find that particular person uh, and be like, hey, can you explain this to me? Or like, can you explain like, like there's no documentation on this. What what am I supposed to do? So, like, like let's 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 have a chat about it. Or like let's schedule a meeting and like chat more about it. Um, and honestly, like I used to really enjoy doing that when um, before quarantine. I used to really enjoy like, oh, like there's this person on this floor. If you need to talk to them, just go up and find them. <laughs> And then uh, you would just go find your, like a coworker um, that could explain everything. Now I have to find them uh, via our internal, um, our own internal like directory, which is not yeah, as fun. It's kind of like not as fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then same go thing on kinda, Google Meet or something. Yeah. Same thing kind of goes for like school and that you have to like, I don't know, like work with people who you don't really know. So it's like not as fun when you do it like in breakout rooms and Zoom. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm sure uh, I'm sure there's some kids who just like don't care. Yeah, I don't, th- th- that's kind of like me. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Um. How do you manage, how did you manage your time between like, uh, you know, your rigorous like course load that like, for example, you're telling me about in senior year and like, you know, your club activities because you did hold like important officer positions. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, huh. Okay, so here's here's a couple things. Now, this might not be the, the smartest thing to do, but the way I've kind of seen it is if someone needs something from me, if I've told someone I'm going to get something done, uh, that's the most, that's the first most priority. So for example, like, let's say I'm president of CSF, right? And I've told my co-president or the vice president or like any other person, like, Hey, I need, I'll have this done by, by Thursday night. That means I have to get that done. That is like the first priority. And then, uh, homework is second, because if you don't turn in homework, you turn home late that only you lose from that. Right. But if you don't do some, if you don't turn something in, um, with your club, then people like, your word goes down, people lose respect for you. And there's a lot more consequences, right? So that's like something that you should keep in mind. Um, like when you're taking up an officer position, like you better have time for this because like it's gonna, it's gonna impact your school if like you don't do it because you better do your officer work because otherwise you're gonna let a lot of people down, right? Um, so that was, that was kind of how I framed it obviously I spent a lot more time doing my, um, doing my schoolwork because like school is most important. Like you don't get into great colleges 
by getting like bad grades and being like a superstar outside, unless you're like an Olympian, like, um, like generally like the grades have to come for you to get into school. Um, so like obviously prioritize grades first and make sure you don't bite off more than you can chew. Um, and yeah, like also you should, you need to communicate with people and say, Hey, look, I'm busy. Uh, like this weekend, can I get this work done a little bit later? And like, also you should talk to your teachers the same way. So this is like a hack that a lot of people um, never used. And I wish I used it more. Like you can talk to your teacher and say, hey, like uh, Mr. and Mrs. Um, X, I have, um, I have this big event this weekend. I was wondering, can I, uh, can I submit this essay a few days late? Because I'm going to be concentrating on um, this special event and they might actually accommodate you. And because, and the reason why I say this is in the real world, people are accommodating. Like in the real world, like if I have a big event that I have to do on, in the weekend, like let's say I'm going to my brother's wedding or something and I'm, I'm not going to be here Thursday and Friday and I have some work to do. I'm going to tell my boss, Hey, I'm, I already scheduled my PTO for, Thursday and Friday, I'll get the work done when I get back. And that's how every office works. Like you, you take PTO and you do your work when you get back or you do your work before you go also. But if, if a, a job takes five days and you're starting on Monday, but you don't have Thursday and Friday, you just end up doing it a little bit later, unless, unless your boss is super crazy. But yeah. for the most part, like you can schedule things later and, your teachers should be aware of that too. Yeah, I think um just managing time between like everything just like works really well in the real world. And yeah, I think it just starts in school mainly. Like uh, like you like the, the skills and time management skills you learn uh in high school just carry over to um you know whatever you have in the future. Yeah, I mean if I'm being honest, um uh, my time in school between um junior year of high school to all the way to senior year of college was much more stressful than having a job. On what like, ways? Uh, schoolwork is a lot harder and a lot more time consuming. Like, obviously, like at work, we are like, we have challenging problems and um, like you are working like eight to 10 hours a day, but like school was, school was hard, man. Especially going to a school like Limbrook. Dude, that is not a cakewalk at all. Yeah, it, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like, and like people, like when when they're done with high school, right? They're like, okay, I'm done. I've like achieved my goals in college, but I guess in college it gets only harder, right? Well, okay, so that's an interesting question. Right? I think a lot of people, um, if you might not do a major that challenges yourself, um, and or. That's actually, I don't know if that's true. So some people, they, they do majors that um, are not as challenging, but then they'll do clubs and like activities that are, that do take up a lot of time and effort, or they might take hard classes uh, within a major that might not have as many, like that might not be as challenging. Um, so like you can, I think in college you can choose not to apply yourself or you can choose to apply yourself. And it really just depends on you. Um, but I think people in high school, 
tend to challenge themselves a lot because they're like, oh, I have to prove myself to get into college. But once you're in college, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't really need to prove to anyone anything anymore. So I'll just do what I want to do. I don't think that's the case for CS though. I think for CS or any engineering or like pre-med, like, yeah, you're going to have four years of. Yeah. You need to like prove yourself to the companies that are like, just like for pre-med, for example, like get good grades, right. For med school. Yeah. Make sure you don't get weeded out. Yeah. (laughs) Of your major. Yeah. That's tough. Also. um, Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Going to uh, any school in Cupertino, like you probably won't get weeded out of anything. Like you're yeah. already getting weeded out right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly tough here. Yeah. Um. Also, this might be going like a little bit like more into the past, but like, did you take the SAT or ACT? I took the SAT and the ACT. Oh, you took both. What were your strategies in like studying for them? Oh man, I I'm not a good test taker. Um, or I wasn't a good SAT or ACT test taker. I um. I studied over the junior year summer for the SAT. Um, and to be honest, like I studied a bit, I took like uh, some course and like when I, like I was not happy with my results and then I studied over junior year as well. Um, but to be honest, like lumping up like, like hard classes, officer positions and, uh, and trying to study for the SAT together is a recipe for disaster. Like you, you cannot overload yourself up. And um, I had stopped playing sports for my junior year, which was another, honestly, it, that was probably a really bad decision because um, at the end of the day, you need to like physically exercise and that helps you like think a lot faster. Um, and like, it just helps you feel healthier so if you're just studying all the time and you've like put on all these, um, put on all these um, like things that you have to do, it's, it can be a really terrible experience. So yeah, those are the things not to do. Don't overload yourself, right? The things to do, I would say, yeah, definitely like make a plan, um, have some markers and like, and just try to achieve like the goals that you set out for yourself. And uh, the best way to achieve goals is to make small incremental goals and then, uh, and then go further. So for example, like, let's say you're in math, you're getting a 750 and, and like maybe a 740 is your baseline and you need to get to 760. Like, okay. So like I have to study up, what am I missing? Like, what are the, core problems that I'm missing and then let me go and study up those problems and get really good at that and then maybe the next time you test you'll get a 770 and then you're like okay now how do I get to 800 what are the last problems I'm missing right and maybe those problems are like uh, a particular section of algebra 2 that you didn't do very well on that you you need to go back and like figure out um on top of that, like make, look at the ACT and SAT and decide like which one is better for you. Cause I definitely, when I started to look at the ACT um, at the end of my junior year, I realized, oh, okay. Like this is a m- much more, this is a test that's actually more suited for like my, uh, like my skill set. 
and I ended up doing a little bit better on the ACT and I got to submit that instead in the SAT. Yeah, for sure. I noticed that the incremental goals like strategy worked like really well for me because um, last year, right, I wasn't like achieving like like the score I wanted, right? So mm-hmm. up to like the summer, I like did a course and I don't know, just like setting like small goals, like, oh, I'm going to get today a 1500, then oh, today I'll get a 1550, like kind of like breaking it down, like makes it a little like less tedious. At least that, that was the case for me. Exactly. Yeah. So you got to have long range goals and then you got to, and to achieve those, you got to have small, tiny goals to do it. By the way, uh, I want to plug this book. It's called, uh, smarter, faster, better, um, by Charles Duhigg. And, uh, it's, it's an amazing book. Like it's, it talks about like goal achieving goals. It talks about motivation. Um, it talks about like, like innovating and like it'll it gives real life decisions about like what they do at Google and stuff like that. It's it's an amazing book. Yeah, I for highly sure. recommend people. Yeah, read. thanks so much for the recommendation. I feel that would have a lot of wide application in like any like sort of like situation that you're in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, do you like recall any like specific reading or like writing strategies you used or no? um for like the sat or acd yeah hmm that's a good question um okay i'm not sure the i just remember the the reading section was terrible in the sat that was like that was really hard stuff man yeah um sure. honestly uh learning that stuff for the sat has helped me immensely like just in writing in general and like every other class I took after that, um, if I had to take it in senior year or college. Um, but like for the writing one, I would definitely say just make sure you're writing a lot and like, um, I don't know if this was the case, but like um, now, but like if this is the case now, but I think I remember before you just had to like, for the essay portion, you just had to write a lot and like, make sure you had like a substantial um, amount of writing done. But yeah, like definitely like practice makes perfect. Um, For also pay attention to detail. So like if you're someone who's a little bit more um, like math focused or like someone who's like a little bit more like straightforward, you should definitely like learn to look at the small details and the the reading portion is definitely something that um can trip you up otherwise yeah same thing like that was there for me too i feel like um yeah just like reading carefully like annotating helped me for example but yeah like just kind of like realizing and like learning about like the intricates and whatever you're reading like sort of helps oh yeah, yeah one more thing um get in the habit of reading uh reading like things that adults read so, for example, like read the New York Times every day and read like a bunch of articles. Uh, on top of that, like your A push textbook, at least my A push textbook was amazing for like reading hard material. Like you need to get like really good at reading like thick, like material that is like just dense and annoying and it'll put you to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like read a book on like World War II history or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, for sure. I think that also generates interest in like 
real and like you want to read those things more like what happened like you and your a push textbook yeah yeah like i try to read like the wall street journal and new york times and like i i remember junior year is when like reading got really easy for me like yeah uh, just like after that like it was like oh okay yeah i can like read dense articles really really easily yeah for sure that's definitely helpful um yeah um transitioning after that towards college what was the application process like like for you application process um definitely i started in uh the summer before senior year um i i had a counselor that helped me um basically put like a few like ideas of uh essays together and then we uh after that like looking at prompts so you're basically supposed to like have like a few stories that you think would be good um to write about and then after that you look at some of the essays and like this is why the common app is amazing because like you can just like write a few essays and you can apply to a lot of places but you basically like based on some of the outlines put together you look at some of the um prompts you're like oh okay maybe i can write um about like about some uh, about this thing that i thought of and then you just you try to get like some really good rough drafts down uh before uh senior year starts and then and then when the applications ro roll around you tweak them up ready to go and uh yeah just submit them yeah and then oh. yeah yeah another thing yeah uh applying early you got to like make sure you apply early so you can get some of those like um, early admission schools in. and then you can feel really confident uh, like that you already got into like some good schools. Yeah. How did you eventually feel then when you got into the college you wanted or the colleges you wanted? Yeah. So um, I was really happy about getting the, getting into the university of Illinois. Um, and like, that was like an amazing feeling like, oh, okay, like I did it. I got into college. I'm good. You know? Um, and then obviously like when the UCs came in, uh, I was like a little bit, I was like, okay. And like a little bit disappointed to be honest, cause I didn't get into the, some of the schools that I, that I wanted to. Um, but yeah, like, and then, then later on, I was like, all right, cool. Going to Illinois. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, did your mindset sort of like change? Like what, I, like what we were talking about earlier, like, oh, like you realize that, oh, I can like sort of like relax. Cause you didn't know like what was coming in college, right? Yeah. Huh. Hmm, that's a good question. I think senior year I did relax a little bit and I was a little bit more like normal, but um, in general, I'm not really a, a very like, I would say, yeah, I would say even uh, yeah, the summer of between high school and college also I did relax a bit but I don't I'm not really a person that relaxes too much to be honest uh except there were some times in college where I relaxed um after having like hard classes and stuff but I would say high school was very pretty evenly balanced and I didn't I didn't feel like like I, I honestly I was really motivated at the time and I was like oh um I didn't feel like the need to relax. I was like, nah, let's just keep going. Like, 
Right. Yeah. That's a great, like, sort of like mindset to have because it like prevents you from like actually like failing ever. Essentially. Yeah. Don't burn out. Don't make sure you can like, like make sure you can handle the work that you have and then keep going if you can. Yeah, for sure. Um, when you arrived at UIUC, how'd you like sort of decide like what clubs and societies you wanted to, you know, pursue and attend per se? Yeah. So um, Illinois has a quad day. Uh, right before the semester starts. And it's just like every club um, kind of, uh, every club on campus puts out their own little booth uh, in the main quad. And it's like a huge event. And you like, like there's a million clubs on campus. So you're just like walking around all day, like talking to people and looking at clubs you can join. Um, And obviously like after that, I started to like go to information events and like learn about the things that I wanted to do. And then yeah. Um, couldn't it be, or wasn't it like sort of like tedious for you as a freshman? Cause there was a lot of clubs and you just like. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely like doing that. Um, like uh, I went to like a lot of like intro events and then eventually you start to pick like which ones you want to go to and do stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, what were some of the societies that you joined just to name a few? Yeah. So, um, Honestly, I was pretty much in two societies for most of um, for most of my um, time at Illinois, or you could say three. So one, I was in Illinois Enactus. So Enactus is a social entrepreneurship club that's all about creating, um, like creating in businesses and projects that basically help people help themselves so it's not about like uh you give a man a fish it, it's about you give a man a fish they can eat for a day you teach a man to fish and they eat for a lifetime right so that's what an is all about and we do um projects that really like help people um like bring themselves off their feet in their own in the champagne urbanic community and we had some uh projects like worldwide as well um, that were in like different places around the world. Um, so that was really cool. And then uh, I was in Association for Computing Machinery, uh, which is also called ACM. It's it's basically computer science club. And um, honestly, I just did that to like socialize with like CS pagers and hang out. We had a really cool office that I would hang out at. And um, I would like sit on the couch and do work and like in off hours and stuff like that. Yeah, cool. Um, did you learn any like tangible experiences or like tangible skills that you could like take into the industry? Yeah, so um, I was so in in Actus, the main thing was like, okay, you're on a you get put on a project with like four other people, and there's a uh, there's a project manager. So it's kind of like uh, being a part of like a group project, but also like a uh, a small company or something like that. Um, and the project manager assigns you work that you have to do every week. So like sometimes it's like, oh, go and talk to, so let me give an example. I worked, uh, oh, what, what were some of the things? So one of the projects I did was having to do with making a website uh, for, a, um, for a YMCA. 
and the YMCA was trying to welcome like immigrant, like new immigrants to Champaign-Urbana. So what we did was um, every week we had to like reach milestones of that website and we, and I would help make that website. And then by the end of the semester, we had that website running and then, uh, and like our PM would help us like do some of the design as well. And yeah, that was like a really cool project I got to work on. Yeah, those can definitely apply in the real world. Yeah. Like Salesforce, for example, yeah. Um, I also heard you studied abroad, right? Yeah. Yeah, how is that experience like? Okay, so um, a lot of people uh, don't really think about studying abroad, especially if you go into like engineering or CS. A lot of people don't really think about it. But I have to say, it was one of like the best times of my life. Like I loved studying abroad. It was amazing. Um, I studied abroad at the University of Edinburgh. Um, Edinburgh is the capital of Scotland. It's about uh, four hours away by, um, by a high-speed train from London. Um, and yeah, like it was an amazing experience. That was actually one of the times when I felt like I could relax. <laughs> like uh, after like, it was, in, it was the second semester of my junior year. My sophomore year of college in CS was absolute hell on earth and like it was hard as hell honestly it was amazing too because the things you learn um it gives you a lot of confidence and like when you're working that hard you get a lot of confidence but I was really happy to have a break uh so anyway studying abroad um in Scotland was really cool because like everyone speaks English in Scotland so okay the national language is English it's a part of Britain. So like everyone's going to speak English. I, um, I lived with some English, pe English people and some Scottish people. And I got to learn a lot about their culture. And on top of that, like I made friends with people who were also studying abroad and we went on trips uh, throughout Europe. So like uh, we had like a week uh, off and then we had like two, three weeks off right before finals. So then we would go um, just, you know, like, you would take one big bag and you would you would go to Switzerland and you would go to Germany. And like, it, it was just a really fun experience to not only see the culture in Scotland, in Edinburgh, and then um, also just go traveling in Europe. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like amazing time. And uh, another thing is Edinburgh is a really big pub city and really social city. So uh, you would just go out on, um, whatever day of the week and you would like meet your friends at a pub and people would just play chess at the pub or whatever like they just it's kind of just a place to hang out um and yeah it was just like a really fun experience and a way to see like a different culture yeah um a lot of colleges do offer studying abroad right so and yeah, yeah like you said before like a lot of people don't like really do that so yeah i feel like like what you said people do miss out um, specifically, why Edinburgh? Oh, okay. That's a good question. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I needed to find a, uh, a program that started and ended in the same time that my university started and ended so that like, I could like, I didn't have to worry about internships and things like that. And, um, like internships, like starting or ending late or whatever I, I wanted to make sure the dates were all um the same so that 
nothing could get uh, like the the schooling wouldn't overlap with the internship it, at the time. Uh, also, I was only looking at places where they would either speak Spanish or English because I I barely knew Spanish. I barely know Spanish and English I, I know. So, you know, that was, that's not that bad. Another thing is Edinburgh is actually like a really prestigious university. Um, on top of that, um, Edinburgh is like an extremely beautiful city. Like if you Google any pictures of it, it's like, it's called the Athens of the North. Like it's got amazing architecture. And um, yeah, I actually was living like really close to their, um, like their main government building, like their parliament. So like, it's like a small city and like, it's a tourist town and you can take a train to London in four hours. So I would often go to London and you get to go to King's Cross, which is like super famous in Harry Potter. Like it sort of serves like a gateway to like the rest of Europe, right? A little bit. Like it's definitely not like Amsterdam or or like for you, like Paris you just like use it to like travel around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was it was a great place to go and you meet a lot of interesting people there. There's like you walk on the street and you're always hearing a different language, and you're like, Oh, I wonder what language that is or like you try to figure it out yourself yeah yeah for sure exploring the unknown especially um you know it like it like causes you to be exposed more to diversity which is really beneficial um yeah definitely yeah great perspective changer yeah so would you overall say that like studying in scotland has like given you like some sort of like tangible skills that have helped you in life so far hmm Tangible skills. That's a good question. Um, so, so I met people, right. That um, I generally wouldn't meet. And like, uh, interesting thing is like, whenever you go to a new place is you have to just start talking to people and you have to like, if you're going to start out with no friends, right. And then you're going to slowly make friends or um, start talking to people and say, Hey, do you want to get dinner sometime or whatever? So like, definitely like going to a place where you don't know anyone and making friends is a skill that you'll need. Like everyone will need. Um, definitely in your, in your life, if let's say you're going to a new job in a new city, right? Like having the confidence that you'll be able to um, go to that new city and start a life for yourself is something that you always need to have, especially in starting a new job as well. Like making connections at your new job is really important and like setting a good um, good example and like making good first impressions. Yeah, for sure. And like, I also think that, um, you know, it's very unfortunate that like a lot of people just don't consider like studying abroad. Like, even though it might not help like like your college or career goals like I feel like yeah I agree with you that it's like genuinely like a good experience yeah I mean so okay so when people think about their college experience right a lot of people think about it in terms of skills that they're going to gain and use but also like so I went to uh, my college was the liberal arts and sciences college right at University of Illinois um 
And part of like a liberal arts and science degree is like studying the art, studying like perspectives, right? And a really big part of that can be like going to a new place and seeing new things, right? And like understanding different cultures. Like for example, I got to learn all about like, um, like these football clubs in Scotland, right? That my, that my roommates were obsessed with, right? Like I would have never like known that um, there are, uh, I would have never known that there are like people, like certain like people that are associated with, with certain uh, teams and they'll like, they'll get extremely like angry and like riled up about it, you know? Uh, and it's crazy to think like that there is a place where people get really riled up about just soccer, you know, and what's involved with that, right? So like, I would have never known that if I had not gone and like learned that, right? And then there's all sorts of like small tidbits that you learn about people when you go to a foreign country that you'll never learn sitting in America. And you'll never, like a lot of Americans don't realize what it's like to be a foreign person. You know, so that's like, a, that's a fun thing to do too. Like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm the foreign person now, you know? Yeah, you kind of like exit this small bubble we have in this country to like go to somewhere and study. Yeah. It's like you're exposed to like their like customs and their society. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's funny. I remember uh, this one particular uh, thing. I used to say like, oh, I have a friend that um, did this. And like my, my friends wouldn't listen to me if I said I have a friend, but it, but then I started saying, oh, I have a mate that blah, blah, blah. Right. And then they're like, oh, okay. I get what you're saying now. <laughs> like you kind of have to like adjust your language so that people like kind of understand like what you're saying. And I found that really odd to be honest. I was like, why do I have, like, why are they listening to me now? And now that I started talking like them and then I was like, oh, you know, people that come to America probably face this all the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It sets you as like the sort of like unknown and you have to like adjust to everything that like other people are like so much familiar with. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Something that a lot of people should like look into in college. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so right now, what specifically do you do at Salesforce? Yeah, so right now I'm on an internal tools team at Salesforce. Uh my, my team's main goal is to uh, basically like build the platform that people who work on Salesforce's core app um, work on. So we build the platform that other developers at Salesforce use to help work on the app, if that makes okay. any sense. Yeah, yeah, that does. So um, that's probably where like all like your CS like skills that you learned, like for example, in high school, like, come into play very well. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of reading of Java, to be honest, like I read a lot of Java. Yeah, um, how does your job um, kind of like compare to like what you've done in your internships? That's a good question. So I interned at Salesforce on this team that I'm on right now. Um, so <laughs> very relevant. <laughs> But um, yeah, before that, I interned uh, at Cisco and I did more front end, front end web development. 
Um, so that was a little different, uh, to be honest. But some of the main uh, takeaways from that internship that I still use today are like using customer feedback. So like we would get customer feedback um, on our product when I was an intern at Cisco. And then we would integrate that feedback into uh, what we were working on. And in the same way, like we get feedback from the developers uh, that we work with and then they, and then we have to make, and then we decide, oh, okay, we'll make changes um, based on that. And like, we'll, we'll make roadmaps based on that. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a subtle change. Uh, all right, so to wrap things up, like my final question to you uh, today is um, you've given a lot of feedback and advice, just like if you wanted to like provide any other final tips about high school, college or the industry in general. Hmm, okay. Um, yeah, I would definitely say like one thing, read a lot of books, um, like read a lot of books about like psychology and how people think and um, like, yeah, how like how to carry yourself and how to live your life you know like um one thing I noticed people get people can get carried away with like things like you know jeweling or like maybe you start like um to like drink in college or whatever and then you can't like you drink all the time like make sure that you are doing what's right for you to like achieve the most that you want to achieve you know don't don't pick up bad habits Okay, only pick up like good habits, like make sure, like make sure you're focusing on like exercising and make sure you're focusing on bettering yourself and um, make sure you're like showering every day and things like that. Like the fact that I have to say that is like really funny because like everyone in CS is like, everyone in CS and like engineering and like electrical engineering is like known for like, oh, like, <laughs> like, not really thinking about those things but you need to and you need to do it um our we had there's one room in the in the electrical engineering building that was um kind of famous for reeking um which is why i'm saying this but anyway yeah so the, take care of yourself don't pick up bad habits um what else do i want to say definitely like don't bite off more than you can chew uh make sure you're enjoying what you're doing and honestly, like, like go for it, you know, like take, like do all the things that you want to do and like do them really well. Okay. Don't do anything half-assed. Do it, uh, do it such that like you'll really enjoy the product uh, that you create out of it. And don't forget to like, when you're studying really hard, don't forget to like take time off and hang out with your friends or, you know, maybe like play the guitar or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Those are definitely some like very helpful tips that can help in real life. Yeah, thank you so much for um, being on the show today with us, Karan. Yeah, thanks, Arnav. Yeah, for it sure. It was really fun to be here. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Follow Inspirante as well at Inspirante underscore education. And follow our podcast on Spotify at Inspirante Education. Thank you for listening. See you on our next podcast coming soon.